Hello, Cinemates. Welcome back to our first ever two-parter episode. You guys, this is the second part of our chat with Will Anderson about Groundhog Day following on from our 200th episode last week. If you didn't catch that one, please head back and listen to that first. But now, please enjoy the rest of our chat with Will Anderson. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, 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 like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. <laughs> Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. So we've talked a lot about the philosophical elements and stuff of it, but it's also a really fucking funny movie. Yeah, funny. I remember that from when I used to watch it. And on this rewatch, I to me the comedy beats still hold up. There's definitely a few more like icky parts of it now as an older adult woman. Um, <laughs> there was definitely a part at the beginning because I forgot what the resolution was with Annie McDowell's character. And so at the beginning when he's such a narcissist, he's grumpy Bill Murray, if you can believe it, and she comes in, and uh, there's just a part of me is like, oh, she's here yep. to fix him. Yeah. Oh. Uh. But I will say though, it mm. did not lean as heavily into that as I thought it would. Wow. I, yeah. Not at all. Well, even yeah, really, he really. has to fix himself, right? He fixes That's himself. Yeah. And like she's there the at point. the end where he says, like, mm. she's part of it. But I really thought that she would be it would be the onus is on her character to fix him and I was very happy that that didn't end up happening yeah it's crazy that Bill Murray to go through like this movie and it'd be like one of his biggest movies mm. of all time and not learn from the movie not itself. Learn from the lessons that his character yeah. learned. It's like we have to lock Bill Murray in the same day for 34 years. <gasps> I changed That's it. Who needs <laughs> it? Not Elon Musk. Not Elon Musk. Bill Murray. It's a good point. That is the correct answer. Oh I'm going to take me out of it and put in Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray needs yes. to. And then we can be like redeemed. About Bill Murray and enjoy yes. his stuff again. Yeah. I mean, I, he's not at a yeah. point where we're not enjoying his stuff. No. He's just, it's just mm. coming. I don't really, do, you were looking it up. Yes. What's come out recently. Oh, would you believe it? He's a bit of a cunt. Yeah, yeah. it's just more, not yeah. just more, but it's more Bill Murray's a cunt. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not respecting anyone else. And there was mm. recently he uh, tried to kiss one of the crew members mm. and he was like, it was a joke. I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> and look, him kissing people. He's even in this movie yes. played as a joke, right? Yes. Yes. Like he kisses the old lady. Oh, yeah. He kisses the guy in the, the stairwell. Guy. Like, I mean, yeah. there is actually him kissing people on the lips is a bit of a, like a Bill Murray bit, bit. right? Yeah. And I, I I'm often. I'm going to make that my new bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new thing. I, I am often like annoyed because, I mean, it's why, you know, this podcast is like great for what you talk about, but also. It's not just for, like, this has been the male gaze that has been mm. damaging to women. It's been damaging to boys who grow up 100%. thinking that certain ways of acting. Like, much more Bill Mur- – not Bill Murray in this because he is at least portrayed as being redeem. an asshole in this. Yeah. Mm. But also they're not saying look at this cool, charming guy in yeah. the way that in some of his other movies, like mm. in Ghostbusters, for example, yes. he is – Played as a hero, but he's actually, like, if you look at his behavior, like, you're a real asshole. Whereas yeah. in this movie, they're like, no, 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 
Like when he's flirting with Andy McDowell at the start and like saying, you know, can you, whatever he said, massage my groin or whatever the yeah. line is. They're not going, hey, here's a charming, funny guy and that she's going to be charmed by this. They're yeah. going, here is a guy who's like saying absolutely inappropriate mm. things to his like producer. Like, you, you know, they're not saying here's this great guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, it's like, established. Yeah. They're not going, he, he, this is bad behaviour. Yeah. yeah. But, That's like a... For example, a, a movie that we've done that we still just really dislike because of we, it didn't feel like they understood that he was a bad character enough was High Fidelity with John Cusack. Yes. It's like John Cusack's character, we very much watched that movie being like, but he's the hero and he's a fucking asshole. Whereas like there was... A, so much more self-awareness in this movie around the fact that Bill's an asshole. Like I remember thinking mm. right at the beginning, like I hate the way he's treating women and all this stuff, yeah. but I can tell that the movie knows that and they get yeah. it. So yeah. It's funny. It so the imagine high fidelity. So that, that's a great example of what I was talking about, which is because I read that book, Nick Hornby, I was a bit of a fan of his, and mm. I thought that, I mean, it's a really great, like well-written book. Like mm. it's a, but the messages in it, like, because the messages in the book are very similar. The movie is actually very accurate to the book. Ah. And uh, therefore, like, mm. those same, you know, messages about this kind of, like, guy who actually has quite a fucked up, like, attitude to women, it turns mm. out. Like, Awful. as a teenager reading, well, teenager, early, you know, like, maybe early 20s, I don't know, like, but around that time in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very much present, not presented in that way at all. He was very yeah. much the hero of that story, you yeah, know. like, right? And... This is what I talk about these things being damaging to men as much as they're damaging to, mm. to women is that you are infiltrated with these messages of this is like the respected worldview and this is the hero and this is women. what works with yeah. women and, you know, all these sort of things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, often you think, oh, shit, like later on when you sort of like get a bit of a different perspective on it, you're like, I feel cheated by that mm. because yeah. you were like filling my head with nonsense as well. Mm. Like. The big one for me is always, have you done um, Reality Bites on this not. podcast? No, it's on a list. Though. Okay, no, number 300. I'll come back and do Reality hey, Bites. Hey, but- 200. Yeah. We, still <laughs> even touched, we still haven't even touched Mission Impossible right. yet. It went too, anyway. But <laughs> Reality so Bites is the classic one where, like, mm-hmm. when I was at university, like, I honestly you know, wanted to be Ethan Hawke's character in Reality Bites, like, right. so much. And you rewatch that movie and you're like, he is... A bad dude, right. like you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah, he was pre- he's presented as the hero of the movie. Ben Stiller's character is presented as like the the kind of the suit, the bad guy. Okay. And you rewatch the movie as an adult, and you're going, actually, his character has guy. much more. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like he's actually trying to do something oh, for totally. you know, blah, blah, and like this other guy's just this whingy, moody self involved, yeah. like blah blah. And you're like, I hate that this was so influential on me, and that I spent mm. so much of my time thinking that these dudes were like cool dudes or this was like a way to look at the world and you know i have a lot of empathy for people who make those sort of like you know decisions a lot of the time Mm. because you think well you were raised on these messages Mm. like yeah you know 100 like for the boys as much as like you know i mean that's the thing that i always think is like the boy we just learned that this was the way that you yeah make jokes and speak to women right. and like and that they, and that they love it not that yeah. it's fine yeah that they, that love, they it. love it yeah and it's similar for girls like we were by watching it taught yeah. that that we should love that yeah. and it was like this yeah. whole, we all just coexisted in this lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> for that so, long. so many of us didn't feel comfortable with yeah we, but none we're of us all, were comfortable <laughs> <laughs> we're all pretending to be these people that we are none of us are happy 
<laughs> but that's such a point. We lament yeah. that. So we lament that all the time on the podcast is just like we look at a, a movie from like a female perspective but then also just like how would this have influenced dudes at the time like mm. I remember I mean this is an a, a extreme example but when we watched Clockwork Orange we were like oh my is he God. meant to be the hero did people like want to <laughs> yeah. be this guy well, in the 60s movie, or whenever this ma- was made <laughs> it was just like an like what is it sensory overload of like that movie of just being like I feel broken down by yeah. this movie. And but like how many dudes kid like boys watching this would be like that's cool. I'm going to get my whatever it is that they wear and yeah, but there's so many movies that like I mean the a per, like the classic example is of course Fight Club where it's you know in recent years people are like dudes you're not meant to want to be Tyler Durden. Yeah. So I mean the this is so that's a so I read that book originally before the movie came out oh, yeah. and uh um I mean, it's clearly a satire. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. clearly but like, I remember at the satirizing time, all those things. I, my boyfriend went as Tyler Durden yeah. to a costume party at the time, <laughs> you know, like, because he was fucking cool. But yeah. on a rewatch, you're like, oh, no, he's not the hero. Right. He's the anti-hero. Yeah. And also n- not real. And so, not, <laughs> also not also real. Also a thick man. <laughs> also someone's imagination. Elder Ego. Uh, not like, a real person. Babe, why do you want to go as a figment of someone's imagination? <laughs> like, be your own person. <laughs> Well, I was going to say about Clockwork Orange mm. is like, you know, like how many people are influenced by that? By the number of adult men that still drink a full glass of milk of with confidence. Plain milk. That to me is a sign of like, it's seeped into you. I've you've said been it poisoned, you've been tainted. And I'll say it again fuck you, Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> for encouraging men to drink plain milk. <laughs> Could I just pause it? I, something yes. that I couldn't stop thinking about after watching this movie, I would love to see a gender flipped reboot of this movie oh because Mm. as watching the like all of his tricks and manipulation and stuff that thankfully was dispelled like Mm. resolved um but i was just like i I would just love to watch a woman be in this position because so many of these 80s comedies are the dude Mm. is the guy who only talks in quips you know doesn't have a real personality except to be like joke 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 and then she's there the demure not funny one I would love to see a reverse of that. Well, what's, that would be the what's the woman? Who's the what? Like, as in, if you're gonna, I mean, so I, his yeah, character, yeah. like, you get right, like, mm-hmm. a you get Bill Murray as that character, but you get also who shorthand who that character is. The, yes, the guy That's who's true, not really that important. Like at yeah. the end of the day, he's just like a he's a TV weatherman, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, but he's like enough of a celebrity that he thinks he has. Like, I mean, there's even that scene yeah. earlier where he goes, "Don't you have a satellite for?" You know, emergencies and celebrities. celebrities what yes. are you? I'm both. I'm you know, both. Right? And you get that character that shorthand. How do you shorthand? What's the female character that <gasps> needs to go on a journey of 34 years of self-discovery? Okay, I know who who is playing. Can Yeah, I've got one too. Tony Collette. Oh, oh, interesting. I was going to say Melissa McCarthy, but oh, no, she's yeah, too likable. Yeah. That's true. I reckon Tony Collette can play a real bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's got it. She's got it in her. And she's funny too. So yeah. she'll do the comedic beats. Yeah. Watch the character. That. Is the character. Like, I mean, because. A busy businesswoman that doesn't have time for family okay. or friends, kind of. Yeah, but isn't that maybe. like. Isn't that journey the. Like, you see that in that sort of male gaze journey, which is yeah. like, look at this businesswoman. She's like. Oh dedicated my God, herself. I'm riding through the male yeah. gaze. Yeah. She's dedicated herself yeah. to a career. And what she well, really she needs to learn that she should become a mother. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you got trapped. No, no. The puppetry of the patriarchy is back in this episode again. Oh, oh God. My God. Okay, Monday, what would it be? What would it be? Maybe that she, I mean, if she starts as a mother. Yeah. And that's all I've got. And that's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just got to start with the one day, repeat it, and then we'll figure that's it true. out. We'll figure our journey out as we go along it with her. Yeah. That would be so much harder to write it if she did have kids. Yeah, true. Like, or it would, yeah. I mean, there's so, like, that would that would make it such a dark element too if someone's yeah. away from their kids for a day and then they're stuck in that for 34 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, there okay. is like a movie in, I mean, not probably anymore, but there is a movie in What Happens Next, isn't there? Like, yeah. I mean, that's, there is. that is like, because you've got two people, despite the storytelling that we've got to in the movie, mm. like, he's literally been living the exact same day over and over for 34 years. He's not going to have now, a happy rest of his life. Right. Like, it's, it's like, it's yeah. going to be difficult. I was thinking that too. Like, he knows so much about her and mm. she's just met him. Mm. How does this relationship play out? Yeah. There's, It's not equal footing anymore. Yeah. And it's why they, I mean, they do, like when he says, let's live here, let's stay in the town. I'm like, yeah, that's, this is the only place you actually you can ever be because you can't yeah. go anywhere else anymore. Like, yeah. I think it would get creepy after a while. Mm. Like, it would fall mm. apart because she'd just be like, "There's, I can't mm. have a conversation with you about anything in this town or anyone here right. because you know no. Everything. everything you've been living here for 34 years. How would you make enemies as well? Because he's sympathetic to everyone's stories, and I think enemies is one of the key parts of bonding a relationship together. Sure, <laughs> but, hate. He, but he can't be the hero to everyone as of tomorrow. That's like, I true. mean, he can't save. Like oh, he yeah, can say, it's he can, only in this one day. Yeah, he's he, a hero. he can save yeah. the kid from the tree and the guy <gasps> from choking that day. Yeah. But the next day, he's just an ordinary guy again. Yeah. Like, it's not like he has superpowers. Oh, the only wow. superpower he has in the movie is that he's relived the day His enough knowledge. times that he knows everything. Yeah. Right? But the next day, he knows nothing about that next day. He'd have the weirdest reaction then if, like, yeah. one of those people he saved mm. dies. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> come on, kid, stay out of the tree. Oh, fun. Actually, perfect timing for yes. a female reboot now that Twitter's going down. Ah, the true. safest space, because that's, that's what totally brought down the Ghostbusters. That's true. Was, yeah, the, the onslaught of Twitter. Do it now, guys, quickly. Thanks, Elon. So I read also just thought we should just touch on for people who are fans of this movie. Oh, they might want sorry, to can yeah. I just say, speaking of Ghostbusters then, mm. I think that um, Kate, Kate, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Ooh. I reckon she could play a, because she's good at like playing a bit of like, Yes. Unsympathetic. She can be curmudgeonly. Yeah, she can like play all sorts of like yeah. like aspects of a character. She can do everything. I would Kate like McKinnon. to say, well, why don't we make it like a this? I reckon helps as well. You could do. I think you could do like a a same sex Groundhog Day. Like you know, so she's well, like a. You know, because she's mm. she's that character, mm. like you know, yeah. right? But you know, you play it same sex. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. Mm. And over time, she's trying yeah. to turn a straight girl queer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at the end, she yeah. realised that they should yeah. just be friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, you I can't choose your sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> so That's yeah, the so like the first fifteen years of grooming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, takes, she takes thirty-four years to realise it's not a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the end she's like, you know what? You actually, you'd be good with the cameraman. He's yeah. been here the whole time. I think this is. 
it's okay to be straight. And that's the message of the movie. (laughs) Finally, finally, Hollywood says it's okay to be straight. (laughs) And all I needed was Twitter to go down for it to be made. Um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to do a quick shout out mm-hmm. to a cameo that was made in this movie. This was Michael Shannon's first ever on screen performance. Yes. He. Oh, okay. So I'll show you his face. Oh, you'll, you'll know, know Michael his face. Shannon. He's in like so many good modern movies. Yeah. Um, He's like I'm a sure wild actor. I've watched him in something recently. You know that guy? Oh, who does he play in this movie? He is, you know how there's weirdly this couple that's going to get married yes. yeah. two hours and they're having yeah. coffee in a diner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where is hair and makeup? Where is photography? Like, I was jealous yeah. of their wedding plans. I was like, whatever they're doing seems so stress-free and, and affordable. They I get love married it. And they managed to come back to yeah. the Groundhog Day fair yeah. afterwards. Because they're young and poor and, and yeah. uh, Phil Connors gets some tickets to WrestleMania for their honeymoon present. Perfect. Uh, honestly, that how is gorgeous. my dream wedding yeah. <laughs> me and skips a perfect day is eloping to the courthouse and then going to wrestlemania the next day and uh there's a, a comedian that i Skip worked kinda with looks like michael shannon too he's tall and dark he does. um there's a comedian i worked with a lot when i was uh, living in the u.s a guy called rick overton and um he's in this movie as well and i every time i worked with him i uh he's uh the one of the drunk guys, not the not oh, the blonde yeah. guy, the other, the one with the beard. Oh, in there. And every time I would work with him, like two things about Rick Overton. One, he's, he was like Robin Williams' best mate or like very close with Robin Williams oh. and uh, he was in Groundhog Day and so hard not to just any time you talk to a person who has those two things in their resume to only mm-hmm. – Talk about those two things. Yes. Like, oh my god! Whenever you're like, you talking about anything which one else, you talk yeah. About, but we have to talk about <laughs> one of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Blah blah blah. How are you? Okay, good, good, good. Anyway, so ground on that. <laughs> Do you have those things that people bring up to you constantly that oh, you're yeah. like, oh, thank you, but can we talk about something else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> what's our? What's our? What I, I must say, when somebody does make them, it's like often they say, "Oh, you know, uh, you know how are uh, Alan and, and Miff?" You know, like uh, that's what I get yeah. quite a lot, oh. and I like that because I know Alan and Miff, yeah, and you I can, can, I can just actually generally answer. Yeah, I always give them good information. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, Miff's actually hosting my uh, book launch in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, she's great," and then that really throws them. <laughs> Do people bring up Glass House? I mean, people like, do sometimes. Like, the, there is a certain age of person. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that's long enough ago now, mm. like, because that's 20-plus years ago now, that there's people who watch that at a time when it was formative to mm. – like, if you were sort of, like, 13, 14, 15, allowed to stay up late and watch, like, a naughty yeah. comedy yeah, with yeah, young totally. people for the first time, there's an imprint that's very different to an imprint that you would get from – like that's the same with Triple Triple J. People still yeah, like right. like you know people. I still run into people all over the world who like want to talk to me about something that they heard that's on so Triple cool. J. You know, twenty five wow. years ago because it's because they associate it with a time in their life for that is personally. yeah that is yeah. for them personally. Love so that. yeah, that's yeah. that is cool. Like I mean. It's more cool for them, but yeah, you're, sure. you are <laughs> you are into it on their behalf, yeah. you know. Like, but yeah, Glass House definitely. There are, and the other thing I love about that is like I don't have a lot of memory of most of it. So the amount of conversations where somebody's telling me like, and then this, and then that, <laughs> and you're like, 
I assume you're correct. <laughs> sure. I do not really know. When you sure. get people up on yeah. the show to sing from a book and the yeah. text is unrelated, I love that part <laughs> of Glass House. Someone's, someone's riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. One more thing. I love that we never learn how or why he's in the loop. Right. I love that. Well, we know why because he has to learn, but... I love that there was never a how. Like there was never a wasn't a no magic wand, no curse. Yeah, yeah. Because like other movies do do that. Like for example, I guess the Groundhog Day two would be Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg movie. That oh yeah, very similar. They're both stuck in a day to day loop. Yeah, yeah. But there is that inciting incident of how it happens. They go into a cave and it's Mm. like sorcery Mm. and stuff. And to me. That just kind of cheapened it a bit. We I, don't need it. We don't mm. need it. And I love that that didn't have that in I it. personally think it was the groundhog. Oh, <laughs> fucking pucks a 20 yeah. fill, little bitch. Yeah. But yeah. In, in another movie, it would have been, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you would have seen exactly. a little, like, you know, nose wobble or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it would have, like, waves going from his yes. eyes or whatever. Yeah. Whereas the, the least interesting thing is. Like how it happened how. and why it happened. Yeah. Like yeah. neither of those things are particularly mm. relevant. And that's, again, like what I was saying about them skipping straight to him living it. Yeah. yeah. There's not too much, why is this happening to me? Yeah. How has this happened? He just accepts it. He and just accepts it. And then, it. right. And that's, mm. I find that, I mean, it's such a good lesson that you don't need that. Yeah. It's not necessary. You're I, th- I, th- I find this in most, te- <laughs> most time travel movies that, you know, where they try to mm. explain time travel. Mm. Here's the problem. Time travel is not real. It doesn't exist. So <laughs> it does not oh matter. My God. It does not matter what your explanation is in the movie yeah. because it can't be like I love when people go, this is the most accurate time travel. It's not because time travel doesn't exist. <laughs> so it doesn't no matter how this is the most story. accurate alien movie. It's not. It might be, but it probably isn't because we there's been no <laughs> aliens yet. So we don't know. <laughs> I've buried so much treasure. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Can I confess? I did a dude cinema thing Great. whilst watching this oh, with yeah. Skip. The only fact I knew about this movie was uh, when Andy McDowell came on screen. Skip's like, who is that? She looks familiar. I was like, her daughter is the one in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who puts her filthy feet up on the dash and we get like a big fat foot ah. shot right there. Yeah, that's her daughter. Hang it's on. All the, the young girl that yeah. he... Yeah, um, Brad Pitt mm. picks up. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that, I quite like that movie, but I found that scene so... And I know the whole point of it was to feel... Like mm, uncomfortable. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino but, getting a big boner. Like in the I find, like you know. Anyway, I yeah, I, that's int- I did not know. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. Well, well, dude, cinema. Double Sorry, dude, cinema. Yeah, love it. Good. Quentin's an enemy of the pod. So uh, he, Quentin and Stanley Kubrick are enemies of the pod. So we have to mention them at least yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I once sat next to Quentin Tarantino <gasps> at the at, at a movie. What did he smell a like? Movie. Why is that my first question? Mm, it is interesting. You immediately went there um, what did his feet look like it That's was what I know. the movie was american hustle i think oh, okay um which is like christian bale and like uh, uh, Fisher? no no uh amy uh, adams amy adams amy yes That's right the other redhead yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was at the arc like cinema in mm-hmm. um that's where we, we went and saw <gasps> the shining the shining right. we went there on halloween and so i like to sit in the um 
the front the, and the dude who directed it like, is it Dave o. Russell or someone? He's a bad dude too. Like it's recently oh. come out that he's not like a great dude in all sorts of different ways. I think bullying oh, on set and all sorts of. And we haven't done American <laughs> Hustle yet. See, it always yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like to sit when I go to the movies. I like to sit. Um, it doesn't have to be in the front row. But mm-hmm. I like everyone else who's in the cinema to be behind me. Whoa, so, interesting. Yeah. So if there was only a few people in and they were up the back, I could happily sit like in the middle. But I like I don't like anyone in the movies in front of me. I don't, Why is that? Because I like to feel like the movie's just for it's me. Your, right. And like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and if there's someone just dude down there doing yeah. something, I'm like, no, 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 I want to like, you know. Anyway, yeah, so I went to see American Hustle and I went by myself and uh, – I had uh, filled up on, um, you know, medicinal cannabis and uh, I was like going to settle in and I had like a, you know, real big popcorn, you know, like (laughs) like, the sort of popcorn that if you were like on a a date or with a friend, you'd go like at least a size smaller than the size (laughs) I went, but I'm there by myself and I'm full of medicinal weed, so I am like ready to go. And I sit down, middle row, front row, perfect, no one knew me. Everything's great. I'm loving it. And then suddenly, like, the, so the, the... I just remember what the story's about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. So the, the um, lights go down, previews play, and then just after the previews play, two people kind of, like, sneak in and, like, literally sit right next to me in the thing. And I'm like, you know when you're doing that thing where you're just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. there's actually more, like, you could have, like, That's it was pretty full, but it was like, there was still in that row, there was like, you could have left like a gap between, right? And I'm just like, what's going on here? Especially when you're high too, you're just like, what the fuck's going on? So I am absolutely doing (laughs) that thing because it's already dark too, you know, like the movie's already starting, like it's right at the start of the movie. Turns out, so anyway, I've already, you know where this story's going. It's Quentin Tarantino and his partner. And, um, and apparently this is quite common. He go waits until the last moment, sneaks in so he can see the movie and people don't know that he's there and whatever. But, so, his partner, now, let me remember this correctly. So he didn't sit next to me. He sat one over from me. His partner was sitting next to me. And so I'm not looking. I'm just like looking at the screen, you know, partly because I'm like stoned and the movie's on and partly just because it's, you know, it's very obvious. Like if yeah. I went to yeah. look, it's very obvious. And so anyway, I'm quite enjoying the movie. But there's a few bits in the movie, even though it's a full movie, where I think are really funny that no one else, like in the, you know, when I like, oh, notice yeah. where you're just like, I thought that was meant to be funny and then no one else in the movie is laughing except for over to my left, (gasps) like two seats over, this person is kind of also digging the same stuff as me. (gasps) And I'm like, okay, this is weird now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, so eventually. Anyway, I don't, I can't see the whole movie. Don't know that it's him. you had no idea. Did not know that it was him for the entire movie, which is good. Yeah, 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 you're right. Gets to the end, lights go up. I look over, Quentin Tarantino. (gasps) What did you oh do? I don't, did you talk to him? No, no. It was there. He, he was like literally he was leaving. Like he, yeah, as soon as oh the God. thing went there, he was out as well. Like in and out. Like oh my yeah. God. And apparently, I told that story to someone who said, "Oh yeah, no, that's quite. He d- does that a lot." But, Interesting. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, but what did he smell like? <laughs> uh, popcorn. popcorn yeah. uh, <laughs> as far as I can remember, yeah. I'm getting a real distinct odor of buttery popcorn. <laughs> Like everyone in that cinema smelled like popcorn. Yeah. His partner certainly smelled of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing shoes, though. I do know that. So. Oh, a real tease. <laughs> Getting more stinky, so when they got home, you know. <laughs> I bet she wasn't wearing socks either. And I'm wrapped in ham. 
<laughs> what? That's rude. <laughs> I love that. Let's spread that. That is canon now. Vincent Tarantino loves feet wrapped in ham. <laughs> love this. This is our perfect story. Perfect story for this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Oh. That's great. I think that's the closest we've ever gotten to real life Quentin. Yeah. You Dave had, had, Dave uh, had like a story, second but it was more a second hand. degree story. Yeah. And way more upsetting. Very, a, a lot, lot more upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. There's no real dirt or anything involved in this story. Yeah. But... Well, I did, but you know, it's still close. very interesting. I was very close. Yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, um, well, any closing points? That's all for me. Arguments, revelations. I mean, a lot of revelations. Yeah. I, uh, you, your passion for this movie. I honestly came in here not like loving it. Mm. I mean, I liked it, mm. but it, your passion talking about it and going into the lore of everything mm. and appreciating the structure of it, I'm like. Fuck, I really like it now. I yeah. really, really like it. I'm, I'm the same. Like yeah. I, especially for the majority of the movie, I was like, ugh. <laughs> you know, he's such an asshole. Like, why is this? You know, this is just so like the same as every other movie from this era, kind of thing. Dude being a dick and only speaking in quips. But, and I definitely like by the end of it was like, oh, good. I love. I'm actually quite enjoying this journey. But yeah. I agree. Speaking to you with yeah. your passion for the actual like the philosophical right. side of it, I hadn't thought that. Far and he's too. being and he's being a dick for a reason. And That's for a reason. Yeah. Like so so often yeah, in these movies, right. like yeah. you know, yeah, like I said, the, the Ghostbusters. I think is always a really, but a lot of those mm. Bill Murray characters. Yeah. From that era. Most of those Bill Murray characters from that era mm. are all like what he's like in this movie, but yeah. not played for, as not, the, yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, you, these are like he really does learn lessons and like the fact that it takes him so long to learn those lessons and those lessons are earned. Mm. And I do think that like I, when I first watched it, I didn't really think about any of those things at yeah. all. I think the reason that I still revisit this movie with a fondness that I don't have for a lot of movies from mm. that era when I revisit them is that, and I think it comes from like Danny Rubin, I think was the guy who wrote the script yeah. and, you know, he like the original ending was really much darker, you know, like I said, I think oh, I he imagined see. it was 10,000 years oh. and he really imagined that Phil had, you know, been tortured by the yeah. fact of living this day for 10,000 years and that the only thing, that had got him through that period of time was, you know, her goodness amongst, you know, this darkness. Mm. But I think that Harold Ramis, like his touch as a comedy director and the way that he structured it and like he managed to be, I, I don't know if you, um, did you do Thor, Love and Thunder? Yes, we did. Yeah, yes. yeah. so I don't know if you liked it or not, but I didn't mind it, but it has I liked no... it until I heard those rumours about Natalie Portman being a problem. Oh, yeah, set. real problem, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, a lady Thor? That's so weird. <laughs> like, a girl can't be a Thor. <laughs> uh, um, no, Not um, until at least 2024, come on. <laughs> I quite liked it, but it's every moment of it is played purely for us. Like, do you know yes. I mean? like, there's there was no, no heart and soul No for heart it. and soul. Yeah. And no real, like, none of the actual consequences of anybody's action have really any sort of, like, whereas in this, mm. there is a genuine sense of that these are all people and all these people... Like, they're not disposable. Like, even mm. you get to see, like, in this movie, so the woman that he has the – who he kind of tricks into mm. fucking him at the start of the movie. Like, I watched that really closely last time I rewatched it because I was like, I wonder how I'm going to feel about this. And mm. I think even in the way that Harold Ramis tells that story, you get a sense of that she's 
into it. Like even though she's yeah. been tricked into it, mm. that she's into it. She's, yeah. she's excited it. about like the fact that he's on TV yeah. and they're having this like fling. But the thing that you get even more than that is that at the end you get to see her as a person yeah. and a person who makes her own choices and judgments. She doesn't hook up with the cameraman. She's not mm. like into that. She's happy to take his hand off the shot. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is that yeah. sense of, no, here's a she has her own agency at the she's, end as well and yeah. gets to make her own choices. I think he clearly had a sense of with it through the movie of like his touch what he brought to the movie and his performance in it because you know he's the um the yeah. brain uh that when they're doing the the brain scan like he's that that's right he's yeah. that doctor he's that, that beautiful moment where he's like looking at the thing and he's blinking as if he can't see properly <laughs> like it's just a really <laughs> cute comic performance yeah. but yeah anyway anyway i think that the script is amazing and i think the director is amazing mm. I think the performances are incredible. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, particularly Andy McDowell, but Bill Murray is like, it's, it took the best, it took what Bill Murray is good, bad, or indifferent at, the thing yeah. that, be, mm. that be, being Bill Murray, and it was like the perfect thing for this role. You yeah. Know? I like it. I like <laughs> it. I'm going to say I like it. <laughs> oh, good, good. Guys, you heard it here first. No. Um, all right. So we've got some questions for you to okay. wrap up. Yes. yes. First of all, did this movie make you horny? Um, not like in rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, comedically horny? Yeah. Definitely. It makes yeah. me absolutely comedically horny. It makes me horny for the idea of self-improvement and it makes mm. me horny for the idea of incredibly well-constructed comedy. Yeah. But I reckon when I first watched it, like Andy McDowell, I definitely had mm. a thing for, for sure. Like that, that was the sort of woman that Hollywood was presenting me in a whole bunch of movies at the yeah. time. That I really responded to. Yeah, cool. Like she was like kind of always, I don't know. Like, I mean, she's beautiful, clearly, but she's kind of not like, you know, it wasn't like a Pamela Anderson style yeah, or like whatever, a, like sex. Bon like she's, bombshell. Yeah, yeah, like sexy in a very different sort of yeah. way. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, yes. Got a I'm couple of horns yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, did this movie make you horny? Um, yeah, mostly for I think Andy McDowell's the gorgeous '80s perm oh. hair and like I love the, the in the big '80s like coats. a big smile and big teeth uh, were yeah. like such a sign of beauty and I miss it and I want it to come back so these chompers make sense <laughs> um, but yeah, I, think, yeah, I thought she was stunning yeah. um, and I really it's for some reason the diner in this Hmm. Not sexually. I'm not sure. like oh, the diner. I fuck like, that diner. But something about it was like the set was like yeah. delicious in a way. It was. Like, uh, yeah. It looked – it's it's not a beautiful movie like mm. say a Don't Worry Darling was or anything, but I it was aesthetically very enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, coldness, yeah. the snow, the rugging up, mm. just everything looks so nice. Yeah. What about you? Um – Look, no, I'm going to say not horny okay. for this movie, but that's okay. Wanted to be horny for Andy, but I was just for too long in the in the movie just on edge for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worry for her safety Worries at all that times. she's going to be tricked into some sex from Bill Murray. But yeah. she wasn't. So, no. you know, eventually I got there. Great. Um, even, even that final line where, like, you know, when they are in bed, like, and mm. he – yeah, realizes she's there and starts kissing her, and she's like, "I wish you were like this last night." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah great." I was she's like, oh, like even that. I really, I, yeah, even that. I was I like, literally oh, was relieved. She wanted. She wanted to. Yeah, but like that. But mm. yeah, not just they didn't. Yeah. But like in that moment, it's like 
she wanted to and they didn't. And like they you know didn't. I mean? And yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of really progressive for her. Yeah. <laughs> like more uh, than I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. The 83, like, I can't believe that they didn't that they didn't fuck at the end. Yeah. Like that just feels yeah. that's what should have yeah. happened yeah. in the uh, one, two, threes of 80s. Wanna, like, I want to see my ground dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, roll credits. <laughs> and she laughs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> looks, oh, like, looks like it's going to be six more weeks. <laughs> Winks at the camera. Oh my god! <laughs> I respect how events. Tell me, can you see a shadow? <laughs> how about this hog? If you know what I'm saying. I want to ground my hog in you. I just need to get one out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how I wanted it uh, to end. <laughs> <laughs> and one more question. Would you recommend this movie on a date? Uh, if one of our listeners was mm. like, I'm on this date and my guy or girl wants me to watch Groundhog Day, mm. is this a good one? I don't know. What do you think, Beck? I don't know. I honestly, it's a yeah from me. After this chat? I think even beforehand. Oh, yeah? Because it's one, it's not too long. Yeah. Mm. True. Again, it's like it goes dark, but it mm. doesn't feel dangerous at any like point. It, it's fun, but it opens up some interesting areas of conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. and there'd be a few tests too on if they identify too hard with the first bit of the movie, yeah. not so good much with the <laughs> self improvement one. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it'd be awesome to trick people into fucking you, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. I get where this is. <laughs> <laughs> Devastated when he starts helping people. Yeah. Yeah. Boo! Starts just, boo! Yeah. Show Let more the kid die. <laughs> Don't give money to the homeless guy. Boo! <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> yeah. So if that's that's a good, this is a great litmus test for a date. <laughs> and ratings. How many cigarettes in a diner out of five? Inside cigarettes. Oh, what a time. I give this movie a three and a half. Oh. Before this chat, it might have been a two and a half, but I'm going to bump it up to three and a half, um, which is good. Mm. For me. I'm going to give it a four. Fuck yeah. Um, it's gotten real meaty for me. Again, yeah. straight afterwards it would have been a three. Sure. But now I'm like, I want to watch it again and see if I can pick up the timeline and be like, oh, it does feel like 34 years yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know that I love it. Really, so <laughs> yes. However many I'm allowed to give. Five. 34 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the whole pack of Winnie Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, that was Groundhog Day with Will Anderson. Thank you so much for joining My us, pleasure. Will. Um, what would you like to plug? You've got so many things at the moment. Uh, yeah, so i um, got a TV show on the ABC called Question Everything. You can find Boom. the uh, previous episodes on ABC. I, view, I have a new book out. It is called I Am Not Fine Thanks. It is available in all sorts of forms that you can get a book in. Mm -hmm. It would be great if you could uh, buy that because they have printed a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have um, uh, some shows coming up in Sydney if you're in Sydney, I am doing two uh, live shows on my Philosophy podcast at Sydney Opera House as part of the Just for Last Festival. <gasps> yeah. And I have some uh, What You're Talking About Will improvised shows at the Sydney Comedy Store. Um, there's a bunch of podcasts as well. People can Great. find those. But, yeah, there's that's Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that was Groundhog Day with Will Anderson. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're loving this pod, you're like, damn, I want more of this. But I don't know about this dude cinema thing. Guess what? We got you covered. Got you covered, baby. Because we have a whole repertoire, a mm. whole 
back catalog and we're releasing releasing bonus episodes every single week on our gold class feed available on apple spotify and patreon links are all in the show notes for every episode so if you can't find us just head there it will take you straight there babies all right and we have our final sign off of course i would like to say alexia our dear listener and will akumite to you all akumite to you and yours (laughs) am i meant to say that if you'd like to whatever you'd like to say it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs>